With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So is he, um, is like, I don't, I just met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, we met before. I, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I gave you a <laughs> shirt. I gave you a shirt, bro. Well, ah! <laughs> Sebastian, that's the kind of talent that California minimum wage attracts, man. 15, <laughs> 15 bucks an hour right there, bro. He's crushing. He does six jobs all for 15 bucks an hour. Caleb, the guy who's swiveling the camera you're looking at now, pretty much runs impulsive, and uh, we're going to give him a bonus because he's been working so hard. This is our fourth podcast we've shot. In Let's go, days. boys. Let's go, boys. We not have days, been able to hours. do it without such great, an amazing great, team. Great shows. And and uh, the best series of shows that we've done ever. I am probably I'm so full with the conversations we've been having I, as a human. Like I feel energetically full, mm. and I know that sounds weird to mm. people from uh, flyover states, but I, <laughs> I am energetically full. Shout out! Shout out, Caleb! Shout out, Caleb! Shout out, shout Caleb. out Kevin, Dylan, Jeff. Caitlin, brand new Nico, uh, Christina, Nico on sound on this episode. We don't do this enough. Jessica for helping out over the past couple of days. All the guys behind the scenes that work on this episode, division on the ads, everybody yo, for making this show the best thing on the planet. God dang right. And if you're not a part of this journey, uh, it's been fruitful and it will continue and it will be a long one. So if you are not subscribed to the impulsive channel that you're on right now, please stop what you're doing and hit that button. I'm not just saying these words to say words. <laughs> I mean it. Stop and hit the button because when we look at the analytics that Caleb looks at, uh, we see that when about you guys subscribe, the subscriber rate goes up. Yeah, I was gonna say half the people that watch don't hear they're not subscribers. So what the fuck are you doing? I know George is so fucking nervous with this guy. I'm, yo, yo, gonna, call, I'm gonna call George, you out for it so hard as soon as I introduce him, which I'm doing now. Our guest today is arguably the number one comedian on the planet. Breaking box office records everywhere he goes. You've seen him in comedy specials and his clips online and movies like The Irishman. He'll have a new Netflix special out soon and can currently be seen hosting his travel food show. Well done at Discovery Plus. It's Sebastian Maniscalco. So, brother. Can, I, can we do that handshake one more time? Yeah. Was it one of those? You came in hard. <laughs> you got it. You one of the fish. <laughs> it was, no, it was my fault, probably. You grip too soon. You're yeah. one of those. You grip too soon. Like soon gripper. You want to uh, go for it, Sebastian. I'm um, debating. <laughs> On whether or not to use the headphones or not. All right. <laughs> you don't have them on. No, I don't. And, and, and you guys have them on. Judging by us as people, who would you choose to follow? <laughs> I got to go with you guys. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> listen, I, I feel like you didn't give him headphones for a reason. <laughs> it's his hair. It started so badly for George. Look at his hair. He needed it to go the I other way. By the way, beautiful beard. <laughs> no, thank you so much. You don't, you don't have to wear them if you don't want. No, no. Now I, I feel connected and piped in. That's why we do it. Yeah, and that's, that's why George is always right, offline. Piped out. George, <laughs> what, are you worried about your hair? No. <laughs> okay, so Sebastian, something's going on. There's a reason he's, he's being like the way he is. Um, Dude, first of all. 
He's he's bad nervous. He's. <laughs> Did you just see that? He's smitten. He's smitten. Hey, hey. He said, first of all, <laughs> Sebastian, you're his guy. You understand that? You are his Whoa. his guy. It's nice to have a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a gift. Oh what? God. How are you gonna start with that? I'm sorry. Getting weird. I, I'm just, <laughs> getting let's just, let's just yeah. put the awkwardness in the and like I want to do stand-up because of you. Like you are the reason why I want to be stand-up. Oh, thanks. If I if you play any of your specials, I could recite it. Uh, you're gonna be the reason why I'm rich. I'm gonna steal all your jokes, uh, your deliverers, like every everything. I'm gonna slur. I'm gonna fuck up on this podcast. I've never fanned over anybody, so I I thought I, it would only be right if I got you something because you've always done that thing for me. So oh, thanks. Well, getting it now? Yeah, I guess this. Here's I've never seen anything like this. On this a show. gift, because okay, I, I like you already. Number one, I will tell you why. <laughs> Most people, uh, especially men, don't give gifts in a proper manner. You got the bag, but you know what you did? You went the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> the paper. You got the paper you in the, the bag. Um, can I open it now? Or? Please, yeah. please, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, oh wow. It's, it's, it's a shirt. It was just such a memorable moment when we met for the first time. <laughs> oh, George. That I thought... <laughs> that I oh, was oh George. <laughs> Oh, just, wow. and I would not be mad if you didn't wear it. Just destroyed. Where, if, where was it? Where was it? This was at your show. I went to go meet you. You walked up to me. Oh, and yes, said, I remember. This is in LA at the uh, internet stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm perspiring in here. Just so you know. it's, hot, it's, it's hot. hot. It's okay. hot. It's hot. It's hot. Just so people at home, you might see some beating here, and uh, it's just hot. It is hot. Uh, you know why it's hot? Because there's 39 people in the room. <laughs> When I do podcasts, generally speaking, there's the people and a guy. Yeah. I don't generally want... This guy's eating his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> there's just... Th for the people at home, there's not only uh, a gentleman having food. There's boxing people here, trainers. Uh, Dude, that's my stylist. I, I got to be the, the oldest guy here by, by at least 15 years. Um, thank you so much. Yes, Appreciate George, it. I, when you gave him that gift, I had three questions. One, why would you do that? Two, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> and three, what's wrong with people? Dude, seriously. That's, that's very nice. It's very you. sweet that you had this made. Um, that is so funny, George. You, you thank can, you. I'll, I'll hold thank it for you. you. No, I'll put it over here. No, we'll I, I don't want to put it next to Logan's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking saw them. Oh, my yeah. God. Yo, he turns to me. Yeah, he goes, hey, man. Are those your teeth? I go, no, bro. What the fuck? Why would you put your teeth there? I, I said him. I said my Invisalign wherever the fuck I can. They give you I know. a nice little package that you could keep the teeth in. I know. And the uh, exposed teeth. They're, just, they're sitting on a random table in a random house. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you fucking saw them. And and anyone who wears Invisalign knows that at the end of your uh your tray, they start to get. Disgusting, oh. and that's the state they're in. So I'm, I'm embarrassed now too, George, as we both should be for be doing such stupid things in front of the presence of greatness. Sebastian, it's an honor. Oh, thanks. It's, a, it's a god dang honor. George was the one who turned me on to uh, your special on Netflix, and and we've we've been glued, we've been hooked since, man. Well, I've known you for a little bit. We've we've we've. Um... <laughs> can I have one of these? You can have you can have uh, some prime, yeah. Yeah. I've known you for a little bit. Yep. You've actually done me a really sol uh, solid favor, and uh, a friend of mine's daughter really enjoyed what you did, and you sent a video about, I don't know, five or six years ago yeah. to me. 
But but the, you returned the favor because then you gave me front row tickets to a show of yours. Uh, we, uh, outside? Yep. Outside somewhere? Yep. Yeah, I saw you in the front. Yep. Yeah. So, th- yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, and uh, where do we go from here? Yeah. Uh, you, that's, you the said to George, <laughs> that's the question. Huh? You do the internet stuff, right? That's what he said. Yeah, 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 show. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Internet stuff has kind of helped you reach a lot of new people. Is that is that actually you know, factual? I was uh, I was saying, you know, it's nice to be around this energy, this, this energy you have. I'm not, I'm 49 years old. I'm not so savvy with computer and internet. I mean, I know how to do certain things, but I don't have a lot of people working for me on on that side of the thing. I, I, I noticed everybody's got like a, a video guy now that they walk around with. I got a family. <laughs> and uh, that's where most of my time is like, you know, when I'm not working, I'm spending time with my kids. And I'm a kind of a private guy. I don't like to do a lot on the internet just because I grew up kind of not exposing a lot of uh, personal information about me. You know. Like, so then, why the fuck are you here, man? <laughs> no, I, that's, uh, the, the interview is going to be done in seven. <laughs> so I don't know what you want to ask me, but I ain't going to tell you much. <laughs> no problem. I, well, I, to be honest with you, uh, I'm. I just don't want to piss you off, man. No, no, because well, a lot bothers you. <laughs> no, I have a lot, a lot that bothers me. And for example, I, I watch, uh, I watched a couple clips, and I'll give you an example about privacy. Someone on a podcast asked you, I don't know if it was this podcast or like how much money you got in the bank, right? And and you said, and you didn't want to answer, yeah. It, and then you whispered it to it the was guy. Grant Cardone, yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I was looking at that. I go, that's something I would never say to anybody how much money right? it's just that's how i grew up it was very like shut your mouth i wasn't even allowed to tell people we were going on vacation you still here uh, <laughs> i wasn't even allowed to tell people i was going on vacation uh why growing up because my father feared they were going to rob the house they probably will too yeah so I like was, you grow up super paranoid because that's how i was every bad situation could have happened to me yeah, like every it, single one. Uh, yeah, it, it, growing up in the family I did, it was a lot of uh, negativity and a lot of uh, we we. Um, I got to defend him. It's his notes. It's his notes. Oh, okay, and, <laughs> and you and you need a better system because because Rob, Rob kept getting thrown up too. I thought find it was a, so sweet. find a spot, make it big, and leave it. You can't you can't be doing that. No, you know what? It's fine that you're doing that. It's fine. <laughs> but when I was talking to him at a quarter of my eye, I was going. Is this motherfucker looking at his Instagram? Fuck! <laughs> He's on Tinder. <laughs> it's okay. Look at the notes. Now that I know the notes are there. Yeah, what it is. Just, yeah, yeah. You should just oh, tell them. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was saying nothing. <laughs> As like, you be. were saying that you grew up in a negative atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> negative atmosphere. Um, <laughs> still, I mean, still, my, just, I was just hanging out with my father for nine days. And it's not like it's negative. It's just not positive. You know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, every, it, the world's always ending in my family. It, and is it still, even though you've you've done a a I'll use the word brilliant job of exploiting that in 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 your in your bits. Uh, they don't they don't change how they act at all because of what you say. They're they're not. No, no one's really adjusting their behavior. I, my mom's upset that she's not in the act more. Oh man, uh, <laughs> my my dad seems to be the focal point of my humor. My mom's like, how come you don't talk about me? I said, well, you know, there's a lot. You know, dad's got a lot of uh, material around him, so my da- my mom's a little bit more. Uh, passive sweet nice my dad's the, the the personality that's like georgie too it's the same way are you closer with your mom or your dad uh i would say equally the same in different ways uh by the way you come from like an immigrant family yeah 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 first generation uh, uh what uh here on this ground yeah but what from, from where oh from uh iraq oh iraq okay yeah, yeah. cool 
or Iran. <laughs> Wait, was it Iraq or Iran? Well, I don't know. They ran, so I don't know. Like, they how, how do you not know this, dude? I am, I am not okay right now. I, I'm so sorry. Well, need to take a reset. I'm the one sweating, bro. No, that, yeah, I, I, like, listen, I know Sebastian, that happens all the time on this show. Trust me, okay? <laughs> Let me ask you a question that will kind of get you back into things. Does your dad know where Jimmy Hoffa is buried? No, no. <laughs> You're positive. My, no, my father is a hairstylist, okay? Yeah, so he's my not, mother's a hairstylist. No, what's that? My mother's a hairstylist. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my That's so right, good. I'm teasing you, bro. I'm teasing you. No, no, I feel the teasing. <laughs> I, I'm, good, I'm good. I'm good. So good. So good. good. I love the shirt. Um, so, yeah, my dad owns hair salons growing up. So, he, we know we're not connected in any way, shape, or form. If I was connected to the mob, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So, uh, well, I just figured you'd come and just make believe, like, I don't know. Your dad was like a hairstylist, for example. No, he does know? hair. My, I, I grew up with a father, bald with a ponytail. and uh, Oh, what? How does he, that work? He was bald. He looked like Seagal. Does he have a dojo? Oh, yeah. He got a dojo. Yeah. He, I guarantee he has a katana. What's that? No, come on. What's a katana? A Japanese sword. He's Italian, bro. Why? You act like I, I was supposed to know that? Well, if your dad is bald with a ponytail and looks like Seagal, he got a katana. Yeah. No, he doesn't. We don't have anything. <laughs> Ask him if he knows what Gobble Cool is. Like, you guys are going to have this back and forth. No blades. No blades. No, no weapons. Blades. No no weapons in the house. No guns. No nothing like that. I, I feel like there may, might be a gun in the room here. No? <laughs> Well, in LA, there kind of has to be. Oh, you not got enough people. You know? Jeez. Yeah. Not in this room. Why do they get quiet all of a sudden? Yo, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's like, does he know? Well, sometimes <laughs> I, I, was, I was scanning the team, and these are the unarmed members of the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> this dude, Sebastian Maniscalco, I've been trying to see one of his shows, but it's hard to find tickets. Well, today's episode is sponsored by, you guessed it, Seat Geek. You might want to text to Sebastian. <laughs> just keep going i like that sebastian's next show or you're trying to go to a concert or major game seat geek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple seat geek is the absolute best place to buy tickets i got the app on our phone right here check it out and if we needed to buy a ticket to the next sebastian sh show seat geek would be the perfect place to do just that so might be a good idea to start searching now they rate every ticket from zero to ten to make sure you're getting a good deal green means good and red means bad <laughs> We got the hookup for y'all right here. Use the promo code LOGAN for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That is $20 off your first purchase with the promo code LOGAN. Make sure to click the link in the description to download the app. Now back to the show. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Sebastian, I, I'm curious because uh, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this. You're hilarious. Thank you. And Thank I, you. I, I, feel, I feel a little ashamed that I was put on to you so late. And I find it interesting that a lot of uh, not just comedians, but um, people in uh, specific industries will find their their fit later in their life. Why did I not know about you sooner? Like you seem to pop up out of nowhere. No. Uh, no. I, well, I, I, you know, I had a fan base and I just don't feel like I've kind of kicked into the mainstream, uh, as much as other comedians might have. Uh, you, you talking about yet? Yeah. I just feel like I've been flying kind of under the radar for, for quite some time. I mean, you talk to a lot of people, 
And a lot of people outside kind of my fan base are just now, I feel just now kind of getting to know who I am. That's fascinating, man, because you, you sold out. You're the first comedian to sell out MSG twice. Oh, I did it four times in, on a weekend. Yeah, don't ever get that wrong. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that was, I just have a very uh, uh, loyal fan base. Mm. And people like yourself, maybe the younger people in the room, might not be privy to kind of what I'm doing uh, and up until now. I think over COVID, a lot of people got introduced to my humor because a lot of people were just sitting at home doing nothing and people were sharing videos. But uh, yeah, it was, it's been a slow burn for me. I've been here out here since 1998. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and I'm happy that you found success, right? Because some people will go their whole lives on, on, on that, on that burn and never have uh, their fire ignite, but you got it. And it's really cool to see. I, I, I actually disagree. I think you're more mainstream than you think. Um, it, do you do you think you did something in your act in your comedy that 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 made your fan base so rabid? So um, this was, I think, either my first or second special. You might know um, that I talked about uh, being Italian and I did yeah. an Italian wedding bit, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is too specific to my my culture i don't know if everybody's going to get it but that bit kind of introduced me to the italian community uh, and i feel like as soon as i got the italians on board uh, they talked to everybody who was italian and a lot of people started coming out from that from that specific uh, community but you know a lot of my bits are observational and, yeah. and they hit um a, a wide swath of people so yeah i uh there's nothing i could tell you oh i did this and man i got th this there's this doorbell bit that i did that seemed to gain some popularity online but i didn't even know it i was popular from it just because i never posted it was from somebody else uh posted it yeah you're so. you're one of the comedians that are super clippable your cl your clips appear everywhere you might not be the one doing it but like you're syndicated by people who just love your stuff yeah and i'm i'm, I'm really appreciative that people you know other than because again I, I i know social media but i don't know it as intimately as you know you guys might uh, be on i mean like before this you were you were like posting your I'm, a, stuff. I'm a social I mean, media kid yeah, yeah. You're, you're constantly on it yeah. so for me i i uh i'm learning as i go because do you feel like you have to integrate it now into your touring like like surely you're po you're posting about what you're doing right see this is what i I want everything I do to be funny online and not just not just um, posting just to post. And I guess maybe that's not the right way to think about it. But I try to do things that are entertaining and funny rather than just, hey, guys, and, da, 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 and, and there's not really any Substance. funny or humor behind yeah. it. Yeah. I've, I've seen some of your selfie videos go viral on TikTok. Like, I've seen you make a TikTok or two. No? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have TikTok, but I don't look at TikTok. Interesting. See, I, 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 I look at the videos to see, oh, okay, this one's make, this is doing well. They yeah. like this. They like that. But again, I'm not like churning on this shit right when I wake up. I, I just, I'm in a different chapter in my life. I, I've been touring for so long and doing comedy for so long. And now I have a, two small kids, five and three, and I'm, I want to spend a lot of time with them. And uh, so not that I'm like veering away from working, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm hitting another stride. Do they like immediately when they come out or start talking, do they talk like, like this, like immediately or like right out of the womb, immediately, right out of the womb. So like they call him mama, mama. Yeah. It was more, um, it was usually more I do the shit jokes. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just, well, I'm just, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I'm trying to activate him a little bit. He, we're asking him about TikTok. He doesn't give a fuck about this shit. Okay, I'm trying to give him something to work with. 
talk to me about working at the Four Seasons in Beverly fucking Hills. Four How seasons. about that? So I had a job working as a waiter at the Four Seasons Hotel when I worked uh, when I came out here in 1998, and I was working at the Windows Lounge, and I worked there until 2005. So I had seven years of working as a waiter while I was kind of getting my footing with stand up. And serving all the celebrities, you know, Nicole Kidman, Sean Penn used to come in, Pacino, De Niro, and whatnot. And then subsequently started working with these people in movies. So How weird to be that? like serving De Niro peanuts in <laughs> 2004, and then I'm starring in a movie with him in you know, 2019. Did you tell him that? Yeah, I, I said I, I waited on you at the Four Seasons Hotel and... And by the way, you're a shit tipper. <laughs> it probably was like it probably was like the moment when he said that his yeah. family owns it, and he was like, "That's not." Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, exactly. like same exact kind of <laughs> cool, thing. man. Uh, exactly the same reaction. Um, yeah, so you know, I uh, I needed money. You know, I I I needed to supplement my income while I was doing uh, stand up comedy and bowling alleys and dry cleaners or wherever the hell they were having comedy. You know, it didn't pay anything, so I had to put food on the table. So. You know, and I'm not ashamed to work in there. It was great for me. I, I made a nice living and uh, met some great, great people. Probably a lot of good-looking girls there, too. A lot of good-looking girls came in there. But again, this is Los Angeles. Not everybody's looking at the waiter. So, uh, <laughs> Especially at Four Seasons. Yeah. Like, so, not at all. We're good. We're good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great place to work. There's a lot of stuff that went on at the Four Seasons Hotel while I was there. There was a guy who used to come in and uh tip a lot of like i used to bring him a coke he used to give me a hundred dollars and uh this went on cocaine what the fuck are you giving him (laughs) well it's like no one knew what he was doing but turned out that these guys were like uh there's there's just a lot of activity that went on there during that time that was a little uh shady to 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 talk about prostitution Uh, there was some prostitution there yeah yeah i I feel like that's about drugs drugs no not so much i didn't see a lot of drugs what are you talking about more like uh, this was like a Ponzi scheme. I think these guys were oh, running. Oh, got it. Uh, and, and uh, they were passing around a lot of cash. Like Madoff was hanging out there? Uh, I didn't ever saw Madoff, <laughs> but uh, maybe Madoff types used to come in there. How, how, how I'm so curious. How were you as a waiter? I just, I can't see you serving. I was angry and <laughs> I was, I, I, looking back on it, I wish I was a better waiter because <laughs> when I was there, I was I would bitch about what the people wanted because the requests were so kind of out of bounds for me. Like one woman was like, do you have another wine glass? The way this rests on my lips is not really um, allowing me to drink the wine like I I had to bite my tongue a lot there because my my personality and how I behave didn't really match with like the uh, accommodating people's requests especially if they were so out of bounds like that well especially here in la like people are not lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People are not real here. Like, I don't mean, like, real, like, no, that person's fake. Like, these are cyborgs. They're NPCs. Like, they're not actual human. Where are you from? Chicago. So you're... So Same you get it. Yeah. 
What? I was born in Chicago. By the way, do you bleach your teeth? <laughs> no, I don't. No, they look beautiful. Yeah, they are you. really yeah, white. They're really white. It might be the offsetting from that massive beard that's so black. Okay. Oh, the contrast. Yeah, the contrast. So from from Chicago. Yeah. What part of a lot of lot of underworld Chicago? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Did you, did you Skokie or uh, Arlington Heights? Neighbors. A lot of you from Chicago? Yeah. Where? Skokie. Oh, you're from Skokie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of Jews over there. Yeah. My yeah. my my hero's a Jew. Who? Jesus. He's one of those, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I dare you to go one podcast without bringing up Yeshua. Uh, Yeshua, first of all. Well, Whatever. it's supposed to be his, it's his core job as a Christian tomato. to spread the word. Well, I did just spread the word. That's yeah, my other hero, Sebastian. Oh, thanks. Sebastian or Jesus, choose one. Well, is it? Uh, um, do you shave your arms, by the way? I do. He does. I do. But I just pricked Do you think that you guys I can just you? go back and forth for a while? I, 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 I am enjoying I'm this so thoroughly. I promise you, I'm no, a no, hold on. I'm not, I'm I actually kidding. am loved on the show. I swear. I just, you, I don't know, man. When you look at me, all I see is, get out of here. And then I, just, <laughs> I, 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 this is what I'm trying to do right now during this interview. I'm, we're talking here, but then every once in a while, I feel the need that I need to include you into the conversation. <laughs> Welcome to my fucking world, right? <laughs> Just imagine if I wasn't. I had to like. It's like double dutch. I have to fucking jump in whenever it's right. But I appreciate you looking over. No, here. I just, I just need to. The comments it. will too. The comments will too. They, they, they do not like when George gets ignored. Uh, he, you know, you're the third seat, and unfortunately, you're the farthest neck. Like that's you know, that's a hundred eighty degree term. And right? just four people in general on the show is is it's it's not always an easy volley back and forth. But we've got it down to a science now. Chicago. Any reason. <sighs> Your family picked Chicago to be to uh, as a city because there's a lot of underworld activity, a lot of mob. You got with the underworld. Oh, no, listen, bro. This is the second time <laughs> listen, this has come no, up. I mean, dude, he's a hairstylist. Okay, My mother okay, was a no. secretary. Sure, sure, sure. We're not in <laughs> there. Where is Hoffa? <laughs> I will find out by the end of this show where the fuck Hoffa is buried. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Uh, I don't know. They, they, they. My family immigrated from Mississippi and then ended up in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and then my dad opened up the, uh, his first hair salon there in, I think, 1978. So we stayed there. It was awful as far as the weather, but the, the people of Chicago, it's just a great city. Great food scene and food, something that you're super <clears throat> passionate about, obviously. I don't know if we're going into this yet, but deep dish pizza versus regular thin pizza. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut, the pizza capital of the world, yes. as most people know. Very thin, uh, thin crust pizza versus yeah. your. Uh, I don't even know if you like deep dish. But what's your price? I like deep dish, but I I prefer just a, a simple margarita pizza. Beautiful. Uh, I, I like the deep dish when I'm there, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna choose, I'm going uh, I'm going thin. Have, have Americans ruined pizza? I don't think so. I mean, like, uh, I think I, I think they got a little out of hand with with the toppings. Pineapple. Yeah. No, I'm not a big pineapple guy. Of course, of course you aren't. Simple, simple pizza. I'm not looking yeah. for a lot of toppings. No, no. What about Portillo's? Portillo's, love Portillo's. Uh, their beefs are great. Their uh, their burgers are really fantastic. Cake shake? You ever had a cake shake at Portillo's? Uh, they put a whole piece yeah. of cake yeah. into a cup and then make a milkshake. It's out. so Chicago, so yeah. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, just, uh, I hope this comes off right, but... Um, oh, Oh shit! No, no, no. Just uh, you know, <laughs> I listened to your stand-ups, even just talking to you now, and like, I'm really curious about what makes you tick. Like, like you were a waiter for seven years pursuing a thing that might not have ever happened, and you, you're so laid back. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't really see you getting like excited when you when you're talking. I'm not, I'm not like hearing um 
like a like an an artistic integrity that you need to release through comedy or whatever it is like but but what is it that you were chasing besides just like paying the bills and money back then you did you crave the success that you have now I never got into this business for anything but making people laugh. I, I went to college. I went to Northern Illinois. Graduated with corporate communication, orga, organizational communications. I don't even know what the hell it was. <laughs> but uh, I knew I was going to come out to L.A. and try to be a stand-up. I just wanted to make a living doing stand-up. And if that was it, that was it. Uh, this is the only thing I really know how to do. I don't have multiple skill sets. Um I just know how to make people laugh, and that's about it. I don't know other languages. I don't know how to strum a guitar. I was just at a party. Uh, it's a doctor friend of mine. He's turned 50. He He's a doctor, but then he also sang to his wife and played a song. And I've always gone, man, I wish I had other talents <laughs> like that. You know, you know people that fly airplanes. or do, This is all I need. This is all I need, and this is uh, all I, uh, this is all I really Really do. There's nothing else. So that was it, right? Stand up. Yeah. Well, your so, dad too. What's that? Your dad. My no. dad. No, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Yeah. So I'm a father, and I never even really was thinking about kids when I got out here. Mm. My sole objective was to make it and stand up, or make a living, and then after that, uh, I met my wife, my beautiful wife, and we ended up having a family. And now I can't even fathom a life without without. Children. Do you do you ever have trouble uh, separating the two? Like if you and what you and your wife are in like a huge argument because you didn't bring the trash out, like is that still like a thing? I haven't had a girlfriend in like a couple of years. Do you still have to bring the trash out, or you probably have somebody that does that, right? No, I mean the, the, we don't have arguments. When you got kids, the trash is the, the least. least of your yeah, concerns. got it. Got you know, it. so it's it's more of like my wife grew up with uh, with means. She had money, and I grew up with a working middle class. Now those two cultures coming together, there's a lot of uh, different different uh mindsets on how to raise kids and, <laughs> and, and whatnot so that the, that's where a lot of the kind of the speed bumps are with the kids but does she ever do you ever have like a moment where you're in an in any kind of disagreement whatsoever and you you as like this natural comedian kind of break into like a listen uh you know, like i try to make things funny sometimes and uh sometimes it's not the right time yeah you know i'm yeah. trying to make it i know exactly what you mean by that I i'm always great joke wrong time yeah and i'm like okay at least it was good it was a funny <laughs> I, joke. I would say always i'd say more like shit joke always wrong time uh, acting tough in front of sebastian huh? <laughs> we'll talk about this later uh <laughs> That's the sound we hear every Sunday because we've been watching NASCAR playoffs, fast cars, wrecks, fights, all of the action anyone could ask for. It might be the end of the season, but the intensity just started. This weekend, NASCAR is back at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So strap in for a wild ride as the stars of the NASCAR Cup Series take on Las Vegas. The eight drivers left are vying for their spot to become a champion. NASCAR always delivers an action-packed pace full of lead changes, wild wrecks, and close finishes that will keep you on the edge of your seat the entire race. You have to experience NASCAR in person. So be sure not to miss the action. Go to NASCAR.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. And if you cannot make the race, tune in and get ready to take a beer shower at the finish line with NASCAR at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Vegas this Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. We love you, NASCAR. Back to the show.
You are so good at that noise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So he, I, uh, I don't even know how to fucking talk right now. So I'm just going to say. Okay. I got to be honest with you. It's been 20 minutes, bro. Get the fuck off. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I'll ask the question. into the flow. Ask questions. It takes, it takes a little while to get in the flow. I was, uh, I was doing, I just recently got into stand up. Um, Joe Coy put me on stage for the first time and he kind of mentored me and, uh, I learned a lot. I've learned that finding your voice is the hardest um, tackle on being on stage uh, is because my biggest fear is ripping somebody's material because it happens so often on accident. Um, when did you find your voice where you're like, oh, that's it? Mm. How many years into mm. your stand-up where you're like, oh, this is who Sebastian is? Uh, I, I kind of knew my voice right from the get-go, but it took me a while to hone it. I was always, I used to come on stage extremely angry. My first line was, the week I had today, and it was like <laughs> anger. Yeah, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't like I I wasn't smiling. I wasn't letting the crowd in on the joke. It was very um, you know just just talking to them and in, in in, venting. Yeah, venting. Yeah. You know, like you bitching. Mm. Uh, but I always knew I had a kind of a unique unique take on uh, observational humor and people and the way they behave, yeah. the way they move and. Uh, I was never the class clown. I was always silent. I was always observing. And then I would come home and tell my family, you know, the, guy, the kid at school today, you know what he did? And I would make fun of the class clown because I didn't think he was funny. Uh, 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 you usually aren't. Yeah. yeah. I was voted class clown. <laughs> Exhibit A. I was, you know, it's fucked up. I was ah, voted George, class clown. You could have kept that one to yourself. You literally fucked yourself. Right? Well, no, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm sitting next to Sebastian now. <laughs> and by the way, they removed me from the yearbook because they thought it would be funny. So, like, you know how you flip and you're like, oh, where are you? Where are I wasn't fucking there, bro. I kept flipping. Tell, tell him the quote that the one girl wrote in Oh, that yearbook. was just one of the quotes. Just, this is just, literally what it said. <clears throat> hey, George. Yeah. So... I got nothing really nice to say to you, but I'll just start by saying you're not as bad as I thought you would be, and you don't really look like a gorilla. Anyway, see you later. That was I'm I'm like, why did you? Why did I let this girl sign? Don't write anything. <laughs> but you know what? I, when I was young and I had people signing it, they didn't know what they were signing. From far away, it looked like so many people were writing so many nice things. I wasn't even in the fucking yearbook, bro. They thought it'd be funny to remove me. It is funny, Hags, brother. Have a great summer. What were you saying, Sebastian? So. Is he, um, is like, I don't, I just met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, we met before. I, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I gave you a fucking shirt. <laughs> I gave you a fucking shirt, bro. Well, <laughs> you said you liked the shirt. I know. I, know. I, I totally forgot that we were on a shirt together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, as far as getting to, to know you a little bit for the last 25 minutes. Now, is the group here supportive? of you doing stand-up? Do they see like, oh, this guy's got a, a, a future? If it wasn't for this show, my friends and this whole crew, I would not be doing stand-up. Sebastian, okay. I texted George every day for about four months straight. Every day, often unresponded, sometimes four, four five, six, seven days in a row. Have you done stand-up comedy today? Have you done stand-up comedy today? 
have you done stand-up? Like, I, I became the annoying guy, but I knew that he has this thing and he needs to get on stage, you know? Yeah. And, and and he's 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 naturally funny. Like, I've always been curious about that, to pivot it back to you because it's not George podcast, but... It's an us podcast. Yeah, no, He's it's, also it's not, usually not, not this get, nervous, get, Sebastian. Get your hand <laughs> off my shoulder. Dude, you're, <laughs> you are a little sweaty. <laughs> Wait, can I... Can I touch? Can I touch on that really quick? Yeah, uh, I am a, a comedy. Uh, uh, I digest it. I like to watch comedy, right? And I'm and observe it, watch specials and stand up my whole life. Uh, I would love to get on stage, but I'm I sweat a lot and I get really nervous. I have super high energy, so I'd love to do it, but I get really sweaty. But one thing I've noticed that's interesting is comedians sweating on stage is very acceptable. Yeah. It was made acceptable by the by the early greats. Your sweating is like a fucking two out of ten. You're like a tiny little, like a, what do you call it in Jewish a, language? A Schwitzer. A Schwitzer. Yeah, you, you, you glisten. But like, but like, dude, like Carlin, bro, and like those guys, man, they fucking pour. Yeah. What, what is what is it that makes you sweat so much? Is it the it's the lights, lights, the lights? But I when I go and do these shows, I tell them make the room extremely cold. Yeah, I like I like to wear jackets and whatnot, and it could get uh, a little warm. Uh, I do sweat a lot. Like right. now, I've cooled down. It's like when I you know I was rushing to get over here, I was in the shower or whatnot, so I, I, I perspired a little bit. Plus, you know, George is sitting next to me, <laughs> you get a little nervous. Um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't sweat like that. I remember George, uh, George Richard Pryor did a special oh, just in red, and he was he was drenched. Um, but his situation was different. He was on crack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like that. Just, so are you? So yeah, facts. That's a good point. It's a good point. But speaking of energy, and and I'm like low key. I'm I'm not matching the energy of the show whatsoever because you guys are like at a at a at a, at a very high level. I, I, the, the whole you would have saw me at a regular. You probably wouldn't talk to me again. That's probably why you don't remember the first time we ever talked. George is relatively tame right now. I'm very tame, Johnny. Well, 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 no, well, like, well, you guys seem constantly amped, right? There's like a there's a, there's an energy that you guys. You're have. not you're not wrong, man. Yeah. Like in life, yeah. We're we're yeah yeah. Like, do you wake up that way, or does it take mine's, a while to? Mine's get like there? a mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> mine's like mine like I can't turn it off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like anxiety, ADHD, like but. That's like the thing that I try to bring to this show is like that super upbeat positive energy because it I feel like it if people are more naturally down it will lift it's almost like a, a rising tide lifts all boats so if you bring that positive like super amped energy to any situation you can get other people to be equally uh, like positive happy and like uh, energetic well no you know what I'm thinking I'm thinking what coffee are these guys yeah. Having? Or is it this drink? Is, is, is this we drink prime, bro? <laughs> we drink a lot of prime. It's, it's just, just in me, dude. Same with you, probably. You know, I, I just I'm excited. I got I got I got a zest for life. Um, we do. You know, and 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 I I I'm I am a yeah amped amped human. Uh, but I I don't. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, you're you're so you, and that's why your thing worked. You just, you stuck to what you do. And you said your, uh, your whole goal has just been made to make people laugh, but you have, you have done a, a little pivot recently into, into traditional Hollywood, you know, and, yeah. and we've, we've seen you in some films. Uh, I, personally, I, I, I hate the Hollywood machine. Have you, have you found fulfillment in, 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 in traditional cinema? I haven't done a lot, uh, but what I have done is is a lot different than stand up. I mean, stand up, you're in control of everything. Yeah. It's just you up there, and then when you're in the movie, 
you know, there's just a lot of voices. There's a lot of people around. So uh, it's 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 a change that you got to get used to. Will I ever stop doing stand-up comedy? Absolutely not. Will I put myself in these films and TV uh, opportunities? Absolutely. I, I I haven't had a problem with Hollywood. Interesting. I haven't had a problem. The, the hurry up and wait doesn't. I mean, it bothers. I, I, I see a lot of shit bothering. If I'm bothered in I'm, Hollywood, it, it's a little. It's a. It's boring. Yeah. Waiting to go up on stage or do what, what you're what you're there to do, but um, once you see it on screen, it's like that all goes away. For like sure. I just did a movie. I wrote a co-wrote a movie um, loosely based on my life. It was seven weeks in Alabama, right? And it was tough for me because it was a lot of, I was away from my family. I, uh, a lot of waiting, a lot of, we're going to redo it again. Like I had to cry in this movie. Now I don't cry. I cry. I'm very sensitive, but I never cried on film before. And I'm very sensitive. <laughs> that was just so funny. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just love to see you cry. I know it sounds weird. I've noticed this about George too. He has very unpredictable reactions to things so that are not reaction evoking <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so, like, sorry, but like, like all I picture was you like crying about something. No, I was I like, noticed, I gotta see no, that. I noticed it with Deerdick. Deerdick would be like mid sentence, <laughs> and he'd be like, and then I went down the street and I, I saw this guy mowing his lawn, and George goes, wow. Like that, like there was, there no reaction was required to that specific portion of the sentence. He goes, "Wow!" Like, like wow. we love you, George. You're, you're you're great. No, I love it too. It's awesome. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I cry on occasion. I, what uh, makes you cry? Uh, movies make me cry. Yeah, John Cena. Um, <laughs> John Cena. He makes me cry. He got the most make a wishes, dude. He got like 650 make a wishes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I've never seen. What's your that? problem, dude? No, that was a nice thing. What's your problem, dude? Well, what movies are you talking about? Like Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> I mean, like, what? Does no, that make you cry? Like, there's got to be something. What sun. was the last time you cried, bro? Just spill you it. can't even we'll, see, John. It's a safe zone. Um, I don't know the last movie I cried. I'm done with that joke for <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um... I don't know. I just I just cry on occasion. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah. I'm starting to not believe you. You I, can't even think of one example. Well, I mean, you know, my kids make me cry every now and then. You yeah, know, just yeah. watching them, it's like a happy cry. But yeah, I'll, I'll cry at a movie. My wife don't cry for shit. I mean, we're watching a movie. I'm bawling. I look over. I go nothing. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, uh, um, so I had to cry in this movie. Yikes. So I do two takes, and as I'm doing the takes. I'm like, I should be crying now, and I'm not. Uh, now, Robert De Niro is playing my father in this movie, right? He, I go, I need to talk to you. So we go off, and he's talking to me, and I go, I need help, man. I need help getting there. And he goes, well, I was going to give you some advice, but, you know, I didn't know how you work. I go, tell me, you know, what, 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 do, you, what do you do? And he starts telling me, you know, I, I think of things in my own life, and, and he starts crying telling me the story oh, wow. right now i start crying that he's crying and i go i gotta use this <laughs> so we run into the scene and i start the scene crying i'm not supposed to be crying but i'm crying <laughs> but i'm like all right i'm, I'm crying drive through but it wasn't that unbelievable that i put it this way if i was crying throughout the scene it wouldn't you wouldn't watch it and go why is he crying okay. it was an emotional okay. scene uh, I cried the whole thing. 
Cut. All right, we're going to do it again. Do it again. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so I had to cry like for seven or eight takes. Oh, my each, God. Each, each time I did it, I, there was, the crying was less. Did but you have Robert De Niro crying in the background for all eight takes? This guy was crying. <laughs> and I, every time it was this. I was almost like a fan in the scene. Yeah. Watching this going, this guy's crying again at the same exact time it was like a a lesson in acting it's, it's like a guy. connection that they have with something that yeah with something know. no every fiber of their emotion yeah, yeah. it's but it's I, a, they can summon it it's absurd the best actors in the world i i it's a talent i will never understand i don't get it i did it for pete it's pretty pete, hard shut up. i can no no i swear to god i i, I can i can really do it talk about you talk about a mockumentary that we made no 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 no, no sorry, sorry. I, I, but, I, but, I'm, but, I, but i'm bringing it up I, I i can but another person that i that i look at as like the ultimate crier like you think de niro can cry this dude makes de niro look like a clown compared to this guy dude jordan peterson do you know who that is yeah this dude is on the verge of tears constantly 24 i've never seen anything like it in my wait, time wait, wait. you're talking about this the speaker yeah the orator the college professor yes, jordan sir. peterson constantly i disagree no i'm not he's also not an act hold on i'm not i know that but i'm not i'm talking about people who can cry for any reason I'm not asking you for your opinion. I'm giving a factual note. This man is always crying. Yeah, because he's so intelligent and he he understands the 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 Empathy lack no, the, the yeah. lack that humanity currently Correct. is. And he just is crying. Every video I've ever seen of him, he's pouring cusp of tears. Just, yeah. You know, it might be scary uh, dating somebody who's really good at fake crying. <laughs> uh, I'm running lines with my girlfriend. Running lines, not auditioning, not on camera. Running lines, bro. It fucked me up so believe. I'm like, have you been lying to me? Like, when you cry, you cry like this. So I, now when we're in arguments, I dead ass to be like, are you fucking with me? Are you actually crying? She's like, no, I'm fucking crying, you dating, asshole. Dating actors and actresses uh, is very scary. Very scary. Yeah, because they could turn it on at any point. Anytime. Anytime I see people crying in movies now that have, like, seen The Hollywood Machine, I know you're doing that shit eight times. How? It's funny, Robert De Niro is such a good actor, he made you a good actor just by being in the that's same room. That's, that's what I'm saying, rubbed off. Rubs off. It's rubbing off, bro. So Wait, why did you use a tear stick? They have those. Yeah, but this is something where I had, uh, I had to get there emotionally. Yeah. To, to prove it to yourself. You, you, did, you didn't have to read for the movie? It's your movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so you didn't have to read. But, but, so you wrote the crying scene? Uh, we co-wrote the crying scene. My 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 writing partner. He 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 wrote a lot of it, so it's not like it really. But it was it was my essence. It was me professing my love to my father, and and uh, you know, he told me think about your dad. Think about the struggles that he had to go through coming from Sicily when he was fifteen years old, starting a business here, starting a family, and then I started to think about all these things, and I had to be out of breath in the scene, so I was running around. Nice. Uh, you know, the airport um, getting worked up and then I had to enter the scene. It's stuff I never did before. It, so, was, it was a learning experience. So how's your acting? It's okay. I mean, it's it's not as good as my stand-up. See, this is where I, my, my uh, curiosity continues because, like, we know you're, like, the best at stand-up and you, you took a bold leap late in your career to go act. That is fantastic. Acting is hard. It's hard. It's difficult. Man. I, I, so is I, wrestling in the WWE. Man. But but that comes natural to me. And if I, it, and, and, but acting does not. And I don't think if if you don't have the it, what boxing? Boxing? Oh, I wasn't wrestling. making. No, I know. But also oh. you box. Like, no, you no, do a no. lot of shit. No, that's not, it, it, it's natural. I think acting is one of those it things. Yeah, either have it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's yeah, why when people social. are like, I'm going to acting class. I'm like, bro, it's either you're crazy or you're not. Like, well, well, what's the metric for success, though, for acting, though? Because, like, social media has changed the landscape so much that now, like, the most garbage people are in huge movies. So do you mean, like, to be, like, a culturally acclaimed actor or a critically acclaimed actor or, like, uh, a box office success? You just got to be believable. Yeah. Do, people, yeah. do people watch you and believe you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, there's two different types of actors, like movie stars, where they play themselves in every single movie. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, even um, Ryan Reynolds, he plays that same character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he brings it to life every single time. Have you ever thought about doing that with your, your stage character of you? What? Like, just bringing playing, playing that character in into, like, a movie or uh, a um, I try to do that with a sitcom, and it, it uh, we didn't get picked up. But I I, I kind of tried that already, mm. and I'm, I want to go somewhere else with maybe TV. Maybe we do something together sometime, uh, George. Okay, <laughs> I just shot my shot. Just, well, not, you guys told me to jump in. Uh, you're not there right yet. Now with no there. pitch, just maybe we do something together sometime. You don't want to give them something to work with. Watch. Hey, ready? Check us out. Why? What's wrong with that? See, look at that. We could be like brothers. Why <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my impression? I'm not looking for a double. <laughs> Why not? Just to, if we could get the real George, maybe, maybe we could. Yeah, because that's what they want to see. Is this? <laughs> Have you guys heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> I don't. I just roast myself in front of him. Are, are, are you religious? No, no. I grew up Catholic, but I don't go to church. Yeah, me neither, bro. Just changes up as soon as it's like, <laughs> dude, who goes to church, bro? Quit, quits Christianity because Sebastian did. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me. What was it about Catholicism that pushed you out of the? I mean, it that, seems like such an easy, uh, such an easy religion, dude. You know? I went to church every Sunday with my mother. I never really get anything out of going to church and and praying and what. Like, I, I pray on my own time, but like I, I, as far as the organized, uh, you know, religion, I, I no, I don't, I don't. It's kind of like that. me too. No. Are you are you paying attention at all to the rising scene of comedians? Uh, I don't know a lot of them, but now that I'm doing a lot of comedy in L.A. and I'm going to be home a lot, I'm starting to see some of the new rising stars. I don't know them by name, but I'm starting to hang around the clubs more and starting to see people coming up. Because when you're on tour, you don't really go on, you're not really going to the clubs, but now I'm going to the clubs and I'm starting to see people. You're 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 obviously an excellent comedian. I'm wondering if you're uh, taking learning from from people that you watch from people that are coming up on the internet or in real life um not really i'm learning from me going up on stage not yeah. necessarily watching i'm learning to take uh, a lot more risks every time i go on stage so for me it's always a a learning process every time you get up on stage especially at the comedy store, the improv laugh factory wherever you're going around town just kind of working on new stuff not being afraid to I always start with new material. Mm. A lot of people throw it in the middle or what, maybe at the end. I always like come up with the the new stuff right in the beginning because I'm excited about it. I want to see if it works. What's what's your hit rate now that you're seasoned and have been doing this for decades? My hit rate for for a joke like uh, that's kind of like one of our terminology. Oh, uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Like how often do people like how often do you tell a joke and people are just like. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, at the comedy stores, that happens a lot more frequently than when I'm on tour. When I'm on tour, I'm bringing the stuff that I kind of know works. works yeah. yeah. So when I go to the comedy store and I'm playing around, you know, I'll go. That kind of that kind of died. <laughs> is there is there a pre-test protocol? Like, do you take it and like run it by the five year old real mom. quick? Like, my mom. like, oh yeah, my mother. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Really? So when oh. I talk to my mom, I'll spit stuff at at her. It, but it's not like I'm trying new bits. I'm just talking about my life. 
and she's dying laughing and i'll go okay that that's something i gotta and has she ever been like so just like Yo, that really was not fucking funny at all. Like, like I actually don't even really like you or respect. <laughs> I don't respect you. Anymore. Like, well, like, my, my family is my they they have no qualms telling me that sucked or that's yeah. no good. Especially yeah. my father. My father's he used to be a lot more critical of my act than he is now. He kind of shuts his mouth, but like well, it, after that last Rico trial, I'm sure that's <laughs> a, come on, bro, give me something. After what happened with Bumpy Johnson, there was nothing, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're gonna fucking break. I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna break you, brother. You're gonna give me the fuck. Mike is convinced Sebastian is tied into the Italian mob. Lust. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm done with it. I'm who? Done. Who Johnson? Uh, Bumpy. Bumpy Johnson. Leave him out of it. Bumpy. I'm done with Jimmy Hoffa. I'm done with Bumpy. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. Was your uh, Was your act in the beginning dirty? Ah, yeah. No, never, never dirty. Uh, actually, I swear more now than I used to back then, but I never really covered any blue material. What is it, blue material? Like um, dirty. Like, mm, is that, that what they call it? So, yeah. Blue. What does that mean exactly? Working blue. Uh, it just means... You're raunchy. Yeah, raunchy, sex-related, or, or a lot of swearing, a lot of, you know, just derogatory. Carly. Stuff. See, that's why, that's why I thought... Prior. Yeah, yeah. More like, yeah. It's like the bluest of all of them. Oh. God, mm, that'd be some dirty motherfucker. That's no, there is, there is. I mean, that dice clay was. Oh yeah, he's really number one. He's yeah. got to be number one. Uh, Andrew Schultz, Schultz gets is pretty dirty. dirty. Schultz is dirty. He gets dirty, but he's so no, educated like with it that it like teaches like you a dice, lesson bro. while you laugh. I, <laughs> I, uh, you, right? there, <laughs> you okay? Did you just short out? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, that. I opened yeah, for, yeah, dice. for dice for yeah. two years. Right? For two years, yeah. This is. uh while I was working at the Four Seasons Hotel, he's like, um, what are you doing Saturday? I'm like, oh, I'm working. He's like, need a, need an opening act at the Stardust. I'm like, uh, all right. So I'm like, I told work, I said, Dice needs me, and uh, I'm going to go work with him for for a couple weekends. But, yeah, he, he taught me a lot touring with him. Um, you know, I was doing, like, casinos and theaters with Dice, and I went basically from comedy clubs, performing in front of 12 people a night to, you know, 3,000 people at a casino. And uh, you come in front of his crowd. This is what, one thing I learned about working with Dice. I was rattled on stage because his crowd didn't like me at all at mm -hmm. one of these shows. And it, it, a lot of yelling and heckling and a lot of that. And I bailed early. Supposed to do 15 minutes. I got off at like 12 because I was nervous and I got a little rattled. And I came backstage and he's like, bro, you got to do your time, no matter how how bad it's going. You got to fulfill the time because I'm back here and now I'm not ready to go up on stage because you bailed early. That really stuck with me, you know. Uh, after that, I never like never let it get to me as bad as just kind of walking off. So wow, a lot, a lot of learn, a lot of learn lessons working working the those with dice. He's was he this was he really like about that life off stage? Like what what was it like? Being with that dude, bro. But Dice is funny. Uh, we went to Las Vegas, and uh, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going out with Dice Clay to Vegas. We're going to go out, nightclubs, and this, that, and the other thing. And we got to Vegas, and uh, we went furniture shopping. <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, sit on this couch. And I'd sit on the couch. He goes, what do you think? $6,000 couch. It's, it's better than what I got at home. So it's, it's beautiful. He's like, yeah, no, let's go uh, sit on that chair. So he had a house that he was furnishing there. So basically we went shopping for the entire weekend. And then when I wanted to go out, he goes, 
I don't go out. Oh. So there was, there was, you know, I had this picture like Dice was going to the club. For sure. Dice was, uh, at that point of his life, was more concerned it's about like finding that. out Magic Johnson was a virgin, bro. Like, that's <laughs> fucking insane. Dude. I, I, <laughs> I, had a, I had a cheat code then. Uh, Joe made it so unbelievably easy for me. Not only would he go over every single thing with me one by one, but like before I went on stage, he looked at me and he goes, hey, man, I gave you 15 minutes. If you get scared, he goes, just walk off. He goes, because I promise you, when I get on stage, they will forget completely everything you do. He goes, I will erase, <laughs> I will erase you completely. He goes, so I will, I will you erase do, you. He's, like, he's yeah. like, yo, if you go <laughs> up there and you are awful, I mean, you walk out and everybody is just like, this dude is the worst. When I get on there, they'll all be laughing. So you should feel good about it. <laughs> I got off stage. I did my full 15 minutes for the first time. Never had a joke written. He just threw me on stage. Did well, like really, really well. I was just fucking blabbing. And it was easy because it was in Arizona. So I was using like things that they knew about. It was like a really like great first set ever. Uh, I walk out thinking he's going to be so fucking amped and proud. And he was. I opened the curtain. He looks at me. He goes, dude, that was fucking amazing. Gives me a hug. He goes, now watch this. He just just fucking moonwalks on stage. And they go, ah. He goes, they forgot. You, and then he just walked out, <laughs> and I was like, "What a fucking G, bro!" So it was. Uh, I was like a humble guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's one of the best. He went home with me to my mom's house at three o'clock in the fucking and morning. And then he slashed your mom, dude. <laughs> he's a humble guy. <laughs> but three o'clock in the morning, just to sit there and talk to me about my standup. First time we've ever met. Wow. He invited me to his house in Vegas. We sat all night and he was teaching me all these things. And then we went to Arizona together. I opened up for him. And afterwards, he was so impressed and also excited about how excited I was. We went to my house and I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, Joe Coy's coming over. I want everything clean and cooked. And she came and brought, it was like a, like a huge meal on the table. So he brought his friends. I had some friends come over. But I'm sitting there at 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, dude, when is Sebastian showing up? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, you want to come for dinner sometime? You want to hang out? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Um, so you want me to come over for dinner? Is that what you're asking? Think about it. Yeah, I would love, you know, I love uh, Middle Eastern food. I will make anything. The Jankos are super hospitable. Yep. My, bro- uh, my brother's fighting in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where he's from, on October 29th. Maybe you want to pop out. We get a little Janko dinner. You don't have to be with him alone. Don't worry. We'll be there. I, I will actually give you my whole apartment. I don't need the whole there. apartment. <laughs> just, I just need some uh, some food and some good company. Hummus. And uh, some, hummus, chicken. Some, some hummus. Some hummus. That's all you need. I got you. Speaking of food. My mother makes the best hummus, by the way. So. Does she? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll give you my mother, by the way, at this chance. Like, <laughs> I think that should be about it. <laughs> Speak, speaking of food, well done. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. You got a food show, which I'm extremely jealous of as a uh, cheeseburger reviewer. I have the most viewed weekly cheeseburger review on YouTube. Every single week, I go and I review another fast, casual cheeseburger joint. All right. What's, you got a favorite cheeseburger? I like, uh, God, what are these guys? What's not he- like heavy-handed? Heavy-handed? Oh, my God. Great. 9.1. Wow. Really? That's a great oh, call. Oh, you know your burger. Yeah, that's a, that's a food truck here in Los Angeles. They serve a short rib burger. Uh, short rib meat. They cook their their fries in the uh, beef grease. Mm-hmm. Still, McDonald's user. They still do it. It's a great burger. I'm actually very blown away by that. As a as a food guy, I'm happy that you said that. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. It seems to be a trend now, the reviewing of food. Yep. 
How did you get uh, into reviewing cheese? Lana broke up. I've been, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lana and him broke up? So (laughs) Yeah, me and my ex broke up, so I started reviewing food. No, listen, I started with food. So when Instagram started, 2012, I never posted a picture of me. It was just what I was eating. I've been obsessed with food my entire life. Pizza, cheese steaks, cheese fries, cheeseburgers, mozzarella, whatever I could find that looked aesthetically pleasing from a food standpoint, I'd take pictures of and post on my Instagram. They're still there. The pictures are still there. And um, and you're in photography, right? You do. I did photography at first. Now I do the podcast, my own YouTube channel, all this stuff. But I think I think like people talking about food is such a passion. I mean, especially in the Italian community, right? Food is such a passion and it evokes such a passionate response from people based on their individual interests. And, and, and I've always been extremely passionate about food, you know, for, for as long as I can remember and cheeseburgers, especially. And so when I got it, when I started to create, to have a, a, an audience of my own and a channel of my own, I thought I could infuse it into the content. It's done really well. Obviously, uh, Dave Portnoy, a, a friend of ours, uh, is the biggest pizza reviewer, and I'm yeah. sure you know seeing his ability to do that in a digital, uh, from a digital perspective, also pushed me to do it. But um, I just love food. Yeah. I love food so much. Jeff just, I didn't Jeff just texted me, "Wake up!" And and uh, I I did realize I was just falling asleep listening to you talk about food. That's fine. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Sebastian. I know. Yeah, but so you can so sit boring. there. And you can sit there and just scroll am, Tinder. He just started I a am. show about food. So when you say food's boring, boring, you're insulting. I'm your just guests. no, not food. So watch boring. you shut I, your mouth and let me finish this fucking I find point. You I'm incredibly bored. Go back to scrolling Instagram of or go you. talk about NFTs. You talked about NFTs for three hours. I'm the every show. No one gives a fuck about NFTs. You talk about it all fucking day. So shut up. I'm gonna finish my food point. Anyways, well done. Great show. Thank you. Why did you get into the food space? So I, like you, love food. I am the chef at our house. I'm not cooking extravagant meals, but over COVID, I felt like I was running a hotel. I mean, I was <laughs> I was cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then uh, a buddy of mine, Dom, who's in the food game, was kind of, uh, well, not kind of, he, his business was kind of decimated by by COVID. Uh, COVID and he distributes, um, you know, cheeses and meats, to all these restaurants. He needed help. So I said, let's do a, what we call the Sunday supper. You cook. I'll do the comedy and people will, will buy tickets. We'll give the money to charity, but we'll get your name out there amongst the people uh, in the community in Los Angeles. And we did the show. I had a ball doing it. And I'm like, man, I think there's a bigger play here. Uh, let me do a, a food show and pick topics that I'm interested. Always wanted to learn how to make sushi, so we did a sushi uh, episode. Always wanted to learn how to make cocktails, so we did a cocktail episode. Went fishing, got sick on a boat. Uh, so we did uh, dog food. Like you know, We interviewed people who you know, go to these gourmet dog food places and what have you. So we did 13 episodes on Discovery+. Plus. And I had a ball doing it. And now we want to do a little bit more of a, a lifestyle show where we cover food, we cover hospitality. I'm huge in hospitality. I love hospitality. What do you mean by that? Like hotels, nightclubs, like hotels. Uh, like I said, work at the Four Seasons. Even if you came over to my house for a party, yep. The way I, I treat the people that come to my home, I want to make it an experience. Yeah, you're a curator. Yeah. Sure. And I'm always fascinated what hotels do in the room or, or how they how they treat people a service, very service oriented. So I want to do stuff in, in, in that space, wellness and longevity. I want to get into that now being, being 49 years old, you know, looking at a guy like Tom Cruise. Right. 
looks like he's 12 still. This guy. <laughs> I went to go watch Tom, the, the Top Gun movie on Amazon, and it was Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick. But looking at the photo, I couldn't figure out. <laughs> which one's which the late one, guy? Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy doing, you know? <laughs> so just talking to people that are trying to, you know, prolong their life and, and what I always find you know these things interesting and I want to do it in, under the umbrella of well done so that's on so wellness as well what's your go-to hotel god you know Vegas uh Vegas I like the win yeah okay I was gonna yeah. say, uh, um, see I'm testing you and all your answers check out yeah win, encore is the I mean win encore is the best hotel in I here. think it's the best hotel in Las Vegas but you know one and only in uh, Cabo at the Pamia the service hotel. is is is, is that have high. you been to Esperanza down there? I have not, no. Esperanza and Los Ventanas. Las Ventanas. Yes, I've been Las Ventanas. Yeah. Las Ventanas and Cabo. Is Cabo, yep. yeah. Cabo San Lucas is amazing. Esperanza is my favorite hotel on the planet. Oh, Obama, yeah? Oprah, all those guys stay there. Best service I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I'd have to I have to go check that one out. I'm, a, I'm, I'm into that stuff too. I know Logan's not, so let's move topics. I apologize, Logan. Logan checked out for 12 minutes. He hates hospitality and food. <laughs> he doesn't, he likes to eat food, but I, I get it. Not, not everything's for every person. I, I have to barrel through some of the boxing conversations. Like it, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I respect that. You know, speaking of your brother, you brought up your brother. You know, he, he lived three blocks away from me uh, on, um, uh, no, in Mel, on Melrose, off of Melrose. You live near the Team 10 house? Is that what that was? Oh, yikes. Whoa, did you ever have any problems with that? Problems? <laughs> so we, my wife and I would go for a walk, and then we didn't know what was going on. We're like, who the fuck lives here? <laughs> I mean, the house, you know, I think there was like spray paint on the garage. Yeah. There was just a security guard out front, yeah. and then there would be uh, people complaining, the neighbors, and it, it was like a whole thing. Yeah, Kilkia, he'd right? be riding wheelies on Kilkia, yeah, Kilkia down the street on his on his a uh, residential street on his dirt bike going over the speed limit. One time, you, I'm sure you uh, inhaled the fumes from the mattress that he lit on fire in the backyard, in his backyard. You of, were there. Uh-uh, not the, oh yeah, it was. <laughs> you literally so, are the one that was with him when he lit it on fire. You had the matches. You guys are lame. You guys are lame. That was a joke. Have some fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What was that? What, what, what was that? Temper so, so that's the, that's the question I've been asking myself about that whole that whole three year period that's of my life. Question. Like, what was that? Were, were you living there too? Uh, but basically, the answer is no. But I was there. I was there every day, bothering you and your neighbors with my brother. Dude, Did you, you know, ever go over there and like complain? No, I don't complain. I'm not what? That, I'm not that guy. No, hey man, I, have I, you I, seen I, your? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> he means like rat. He don't rat. He don't. I don't, I don't rat. Learn to keep what, his what, mouth yeah, shut. Whatever. From his dad. Yeah. I didn't know who lived there. Who, and Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Bumpy Johnson could have lived there. The hell do I know? <laughs> he would have kept his mouth shut. <laughs> he goes, I don't rat. I go, something the mob would say. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's that's funny though. Damn. Yeah, yeah. The neighbors were uh, were not happy with him. And then the the, the big one that got him at the time was a, a news van came came to cover the story about what the hell is going on at this house why are there 50 kids outside every day yeah and he you know climbed on top of the news van made fun of the news reporter's shoes hit him with the what are those and, and uh yeah just a, a personal apology from the paul family for their no no that's, it was it was it was kind of away from me like i said three or four blocks away so it's not like we were getting a lot of that uh the, the runoff oh. smoke the 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 my buddy's uh, kids came to visit and they and they were like they wanted to go see they knew where the house was yeah yeah and they wanted to go see it it was like uh, <laughs> forget Disneyland we want to go over to uh, the house to see what's going on so we, we took them over there 
You know what's so crazy, man? <laughs> we took him over. We took him over. How do you there, just like... skim past that? Because you imagine Sebastian just driving. He goes, "Yeah, there it is." See the guy right there. That's it. That's that's. Yeah. You know those houses that house. set up a lot of Christmas lights, like around Christmas, and you drive real slow. Yeah, just past, it, yes. And the kids point. That was like that house. That's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> what what was I going to say? Um, could could have been anything. Could have been about burgers, hospitality. No, it was about uh, Jake. People going to his house? Me going to his house. Could have been anything. I don't know. But I did want to ask something about uh, 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 being being on a stage as big as Madison Square Garden. I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, um, as in, well, yeah, I, I would consider myself an entertainer, performer. And being out of those lights is... Uh, is is riveting. It's also very taxing and 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 can be difficult and overwhelming. Do you have a pregame ritual before you you go and do these massive shows? And second part of that question: When you perform at a venue that is that big, do you give it your best material so it is a hundred percent chance you are going to land that night in front of all those people? That particular weekend, I wish I would have enjoyed the moment more than I did. I was too in my head. I was too. I wasn't in the pocket. I wasn't in the moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, Madison Square Garden. There's Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. I remember you know, watching Michael Jordan play the Knicks there. And all this stuff was going through my head. And I, I felt like I, I should have, in my career in general, I wish I would stop and smell the roses a little bit more than I have. Because in those moments, I'm always thinking about the next moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm never in the present. And uh, I wish I would have been in the present more at those Madison Square Gardens. To answer your question in regards to the material, the material, I'm given the same material I do uh, in Chicago, I do it in, in New York. It's not like, oh, I'm bringing my special stuff to Madison Square Garden. I always wanna do my my best, give 150%, and that particular weekend, I just wish I would've like taken it in more. Because mm. it was, boom, it was over. I'm like, damn, I wish I would've, wish I would've just relished in this moment. Plus I was like, you know, it's a big, big weekend. Um, I'm nervous. We're doing two shows a night. I mean, we had a show at 7 and 10. So, like, the 19,000 people walked out and 19,000 people insane. walked out. I, I, I can't even imagine, like, the logistics of that. Just, like, a separate group of 19,000 people just shifting seats. <laughs> That's absurd. It's crazy. Do, so, but do you have a pregame ritual? Like, I don't see you getting nervous. I don't see, I see no, you walking on. No, there's no pregame. There's nothing I really am doing. Uh, backstage, I'm uh. not jumping jacks. I'm not listening to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go on stage. And, no, it's uh, I'm in my room alone, just kind of figuring out what I'm gonna start with, and uh, and that's it. There's nothing really that I'm that I'm doing that's uh, out of the ordinary. Are your kids aware of what you're doing yet? Do they know what's going on with their papa? Mm, my five-year-old does a little bit, but not uh, not really. I mean, they came to see a show. They don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> like, oh, daddy's on stage. But, uh, you know, they know I make people laugh. Yeah. I just don't know if they know, like, what, what's, what the hell is going what on. The hell's going on. Um, They're too young. My question is, the first time you did a stadium, did they tell you that the laughter is going to hit you minutes later or seconds later or no? Minutes. Uh, <laughs> well, it feels like it. Like I didn't know about this. No, I'd say a joke and go, okay, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's gone. There's a lag. Uh, no, I mean, uh, the, the laughter. I mean, people are laughing in the it's, front row. It's still pretty real time, George. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's I, not that delayed. I thought it was. I, I mean, I never <laughs> performed, but... 
I heard because I performed at a theater once and nobody told me that it's different than a club, like a like a laugh actor or anything. So I was so used to the laughter being right there that I'll tell a joke and then I wouldn't hear any laughter. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that didn't land. And then I'll start to do my other one and then I'd hear laughter. And I was like, what the Wait, fuck is what? that? Wait, what? There's that amount of Son about this seems right. Sounds like you were performing in a black hole. Maybe, maybe you were performing in a different time zone than the other. Like half the audience was. But you've never dealt with like sound bouncing in like. Well, I mean, there, there. I I don't. I never looked at it as such a delay where (laughs) I'm into another joke and I'm getting a wave of laughter. Going, where's this coming from? (laughs) This from the last joke to the fact. There's, now, now Sebastian's gonna go on stage the next time, and it's gonna fuck with him, dude. Yeah. Bro, wait, why does? So that way, when he sits there frozen, I'm like, see, I fucking said it, did that? I was like, no shot. This guy's bulletproof. It uh, could be maybe you were performing closer to the equator than him or something. Like, well, do you talk? Do you talk fast on stage? Is, uh, yes, I was because yes, I was nervous. Do. I was okay. Yeah. So. When you're talking fast and there's no like uh, silence and pause, then you might get that effect because you're already into Fuck your you next joke. But like, I, I like to. Fuck kinda... you for talking fast. <laughs> I was nervous. You're always nervous. Yeah. So you might. That's what you might be feeling. Uh, is is that? I'm a little bit more slower in my delivery, and I like to like give a little pause so I don't get the effect that you got at the at, in Arizona with Joe Coy. <laughs> it was in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Sorry. Feels like feels like the the maximizers in in, in uh, performance craft are the ones who can master the silence mm-hmm. well silence is golden yeah. especially in comedy uh you know just to relish in those moments of just complete silence and have they almost almost the jokes or the or the laughter just trickle in mm-hmm. it's a nice feeling also i'll let you know when it happens <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. let me know when you're not nervous. But, but with you <laughs> You're you're super expressive as well, which 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 really helps that silence. You know, you just you sit in that expression, and uh, I I I'm wondering, um, tactical question, but are there big screens that like the people in the rafters can see, like the close-ups when you're performing? Yeah, that was a big thing doing these bigger rooms because, like you said, a lot of it's in the face. And sure, especially with you. Yeah, and and you're doing these big things. You got to have. You know, big screen. So I travel with the screens and whatnot. Ah. And I do it in the round because, especially in the in the arenas, I do it in the round because I feel like it's it's more intimate than just doing it at a north or south end of the arena. So, uh, and then you have the the screens above you so people could see. Uh, I think screens are important even in a, in a, in a 2,000, 2,500-seat uh, arena or a theater. I, I bring in the screens. Just Sharp. I saw one of those screens fall on someone oh, in yeah. South Korea. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it just, one side went, and then it, it went like this, and then the other side let go, and it just, the corner of it just squashed a backup dancer. Oh. Like, Matt, they lived. They were they lived, yeah. Badly. Were they still, were they living but squashed? Yeah, they were like, yeah. The two-dimensional backup two, dancer. They're just flat now. Yeah. But do you ever think about that as you're performing? You got a new joke coming up. And you think to yourself, God, at any second, this jumbotron can squash me, bro, into a, into a pierogi or into like a fucking little ravioli. No, no, no. I, I never thought I was going to get hit by a screen and be buried like Jimmy Hoff. <laughs> Where the fuck is he? He's in one of the holes in the desert, isn't he? I know he is. He's in New Jersey or something. What's your, what's your relationship like with, with bombing or... Or, he- or hecklers, and or the, even zooming out a little bit more macro, fa- failing in general. Failing in general. You know, uh, I didn't have a good set. I did the VMAs. I didn't have a good set on the VMAs. Uh, I did the the MTV Video Music Awards because of uh, 
this nostalgia of it you know i'm like i grew up on this mm. they asked me to do it but i'm like i don't know i'm older you know this is a young crowd they're looking for uh you know doja cat look <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look. Yeah, they are. They are. She's so uh, that was one of the hardest gigs I think I've ever had to do just because the environment, people are standing, right? Normally oh, with yeah. comedy, they yeah, they're, be not, they're not chilling. Yeah. And they're standing and they're young. And uh, it was it was a tough. Bro, tough. I could see you thought Andrew Dice Clay's audience was bad. I could see you in front of the VMAs and they're like, that's cultural appropriation. Yeah. Another cis white males on stage <laughs> telling us like, bro, you dude, you can't tell jokes at all. Do you, do you ever worry or think like twice about telling any jokes nowadays with this current culture that we live in? Listen, you're not going to please everybody. Somebody's always going to be bent Pissed out of shape yeah. for what you say or what you do. I, I get it. But as soon as you start editing yourself and saying, oh, I shouldn't say that, I just think you become unfunny. So I've always been kind of true to what I do. And if you if you have a problem, then you have a problem with it. If 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 you don't, you don't. So no, I, I don't really I don't really edit myself. I just put it out there and if you like it, you like it. Bro, if you don't, don't watch it. The fucking beauty of being unbothered. Oh, it, it, is, it is so peaceful. That's the word. I live by that word. Unbothered. Unbothered. Well, people lately been thinking you're an agent of the Matrix and that Susan Wood Schicky tells you what to say. And by the way, do you know how I fucking feel about that? You probably don't care. Give a shit at all. Unbothered. I don't, yeah, I don't give what? a fuck. I'm I'm so peaceful, and it's nice. But it took me a second to get there. And and and, and personally, I like failing. I like I like falling short. I think there's a lot of learning there. Like after you walked away from the VMA show, is are there takeaways? Maybe maybe the takeaway was don't perform in a demo in front of a demo that's not mine. Right? Like that's that's well, that's a challenge to me. For, yeah, for know? sure. So I, I enjoyed the challenge and. Uh, you know, I, I wish it would have went a little bit better for me. Not, not that I totally bombed, but it was it was a different different environment. Uh, but I'm glad I did it. And uh, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna come into situations in your career where it might not be ideal. Um, but you know, I think if you you tackle it head on, uh, there's definitely learning to come out of it. Would you have been able to get smacked by Will Smith and just hang out and not respond? Ooh, that is a great question, Mike. Uh, yeah, my see. My nature <laughs> is not to respond okay. to that. It, I, there's guys, if they, I know guys back home, if you this get is what I've been slapped, for. they get, you, it, 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 it's like animal, uh, they go after you. I don't have that. I, I, and, and I got such a, I think so much. And what Chris uh, Rock did, it was, it, was, it was a class move because he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Class, he gets, he, he gets slapped sure. and, and, you know, I, I, I felt so bad for the guy. Uh, but I don't have that. I don't have that reaction. Well, yeah, because you it's, probably learned young, you know, wait for it, son. We'll take care of them after. <laughs> dark, dark alley when they're not looking, you know, that way it's easy to get rid of the fucking body. Right? He's convinced. <laughs> He's going to get you. He, he uh, will get you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to slip up. No, no. Growing up, my dad's like, whatever you do, don't get in the fight. Don't mess up your hair. So. All right. You know what? I finally believe you. If he said that to you, I finally believe you. Your father is actually here. I didn't get in fights. I didn't get fights as a kid because I used to be dressed up at school. My my mother used to dress me up sure. slacks <laughs> in third grade, bro. I didn't go to school like a slob. So I remember this guy, his name is Mark Wright. Third grade. He's like, we're fighting after school. I go, I can't. He's And he's like, why not? I go, I got my good slacks on. <laughs> And he's like, what? I said, I can't get my, 
You can't mess up my gray slacks. <laughs> and and that was the end of that. Like you can't even <laughs> wait, 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 that's you not can't even come back from that. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, know, like, you can't fight in slacks. Do you know that he, he understood though? Mark Wright understood. He understood it, but you couldn't even pro it's like you you can't even fight me after that because <laughs> it's like this guy don't want to mess up his his pants. <laughs> so, well, because you knew that if you lost that fight. You were gonna get it your ass beat again yeah. when you came home with the slacks with the grass stains. I would have got it, yeah. yeah, double. Yeah, if I yeah. would have came home like that. Or if your dad was home, you would have got whacked. <laughs> oh my god! Right, oh I'm my not, god! Whacked. Sorry, I'm actually done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, 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 yeah, we we do it. We do have one, one little final segment here before we let you go. All right, and uh, this is actually George's segment, so I'm just gonna go on. Hand it over to him because I I, I want to see him interact with you again. Well, well here's the thing. So I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Uh. Short stories, we want to take away from this moment to remember forever. So I wanted you to sign something. But if what I wanted you to sign was this Sanka. Oh, wow. <laughs> you really do listen to the act, though. Thank you so much. Yeah, Br man. Bring out the other one that I requested. Oh, you want some orange? Oh, <laughs> yeah. By yes. the way, we have it. <laughs> Been looking for a sponsorship with these people for a while. So maybe the people at Orange Gina get your get your head right and, and get on board here. So yeah. Do you, have you have you had this before? In fifth grade, I took French class and my French teacher was like, Orangina is a big drink in France. Yeah. So try it. And I've been in love with it ever since. So when when I heard that joke in your set, it took me right back to an oh, amazing yeah. time in my life when I was still an adolescent. This is a delicious fantastic. Beverage. I brought a few so you can enjoy it as well. Oh, but that one's mine after you sign it. But yeah, we'd, lo we'd love you to <laughs> sign these goods um, so we can sell them on eBay or pawn them. And uh, who, who am I making this one out to? Or you uh, just, 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 no, no, no. No, George. Well, that this, one could be wait, for what? you. Mean, you're taking wait, these home? This was not the, the bit that, that you the, pitched. That was the deal. You did not pitch us <laughs> takeaway home. Yes. Look at that shut up over there. No, no. no we're serious. Since 1936. Wow, what a nice signature. I'll hold it. Oh. Don't, don't, don't smudge it. No, don't. Um, um, um. Forgive me, I actually don't know what Sanka is. And George and I went back and forth yesterday. It's the uh, same bit, by the way. So Same bit, but... You, it, it just continues. So basically, this is from his parents' generation. And he, and when he's taking care of a lady, brings out the... What does what Sanka taste like? It's, it's I'm caffeinated ground coffee. It, it, this is kind of what we grew up in the 1970s. My family would constantly make you know, Sanka for people that would come over to the house. So this was like the coffee... Of my generation. Here's your um, goodie bag on your way out. You could have all this. <laughs> take, take some Sanka with you on your way out. Um, there you go. Thank you. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. No, You're, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate no, it. No, no, no. Sanka. Did you have fun oh, with us? You, you saying that like I didn't. Just the way you, this, this way. Really? I, I'm a little curious too. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm actually, I was going to ask you one last thing. Why did you come on this podcast? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Listen, I don't do a lot of podcasts. I, I really don't. Because to me, when I look at myself on a podcast, like I did Joe Rogan's podcast. I said, Joe, every time I come on here, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I don't know what to say. You know, <laughs> it's Joe Rogan, dude. I know. But, but he's like, you know, we're talking about meat uh, on the Joe Rogan show. And he's like, you know, and he's, he's rattling off facts. And now we're looking at meat on the on the screen, I, I, I got nothing to offer. Right. <laughs> I don't know about me, Joe. Uh, so generally speaking, I don't, I don't like myself on podcasts just because I don't know. It's just, it's just, but when I, when I got this invitation, I go, Oh, you know, these, these guys, I, you know, I watch from afar and I, and I see what they do and I like what they do. So I'm like, yeah, plus you live down the street. I come, I come <laughs> so it's convenient. You might as well just and, two uh, weeks from now, he's going to reach out and be like, Hey, Logan, 
that son of mine. Drop it. Just, it's over. <laughs> he, needs, he needs a video. <laughs> it's, it, it's done. No, no, no. Oh. Not the dad joke where they, he asked you for the video. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll send whatever video you need to any of your relatives. When <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you need, Sebastian. Uh, well, hopefully there's a little bit of a crossover in our audience. Uh, and yeah. Buys your shit. And your, and your audience is, you know, I don't generally get in front of this demographic. Sure. This young demographic. So I go, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be famous with the young with the young kids starts here starts now um do you have an instagram i know you don't give it i got you know what you want to plug on here i have a podcast we have no guests okay it's just you just you me and pete corielli it's another comedian and we get on and we talk about our lives uh every week and it's called the pete and sebastian show sick and uh and i'm I'm really and i got another podcast coming out with my pediatrician i know all the listeners uh (laughs) of this podcast (laughs) Are gonna tune in to the pediatrician? <laughs> yeah, because they I'm still <laughs> use pediatricians. They're twelve. Why did you old. say my pediatrician? <laughs> well, it is my pediatrician that uh, my my kid's pediatrician, and we do a show about um, kind of the trials and tribulations of parenting, and uh, from a dad's point of view. Got it. Very cool. That's so. all. Jeff will listen to it. Jeff, yep. Jeff, you got kids. Oh, you got a two-year-old. This is perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. all the questions you have, we're going to answer on the podcast. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. Thanks for real. It's been an honor. Sebastian Maniscalco on Impulsive. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not subscribed, you know the drill. Hit the button. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Peace. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.